What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. <laughs> Welcome to uh, day number five of Humility Month. I mean, if it's Pride Month, I think Pride goes before the fall or something like that. It has something to do with the seasons. So I thought that humility might be a good month to follow Pride Month. Let us be humble. And when we're humble, we will be gratitude. We'll have gratitude for the blessings that we do have. I think that's our biggest problem in, in the country. I mean, we don't follow the Bill of Rights or the Constitution or any of our laws. But other than that and finding cocaine in the White House this weekend, oh my gosh, um, our biggest problem is gratitude. We should be grateful for what we have. Uh, and that would immediately stop all of the, the fighting and the complaining and everything else that is so beneath America. I'm going to talk to you about the future of education for our kids uh, in a very unique way. And we'll do that in 60 seconds. Tuttle Twins are on a mission to help families learn from history, and they're doing the best way they know how with amazing books for kids. And these kids are all ages, really. They'll teach about the history of our nation. Um, if we could understand just the stories, the ideals, and the ideas, just even, I've been pounding this uh, today, the mission statement of our country, that we hold these things to be self-evident. If we just understood what that really meant and what it was, what the intent was, and how we've never really lived up to it, we, we are trying to progress and get better at it, Sometimes we get worse at it, then we get better, then we get worse, then we get better. If we would just understand these things and forget the dates and the names of the places where the battles were held, that should not be the focus. That's nice, but let's talk about the ideas. That's what you'll get in the Tuttle Twins books. The 4th of July is past, but the time to teach your kids a real love of American history is right now. And to celebrate the release of their new book, the Tuttle Twins are giving one family vacation uh, away, and it is to the historic sites all around Boston. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, order the book, get entry information and official rules for the vacation getaway. There's no purchase necessary. Go to TuttleTwinsBeck.com, TuttleTwinsBeck.com. Mr... Dennis Levitt is uh, with me, and I want to tell you a story. Um, over a year ago, uh, or maybe it was exactly a year ago, um, my wife and I were here in St. George to um, help break ground on something called Liberty Village. I knew a bit about it, enough to be wanting to be here and lend my voice and support. And at the groundbreaking ceremonies, before I got my shovel and my hard hat, which they made me give back. Anyway, um, before we actually broke ground, a guy stands up, never really spent any time with him before. Um, and I heard him speak for the first time, and his name is Dennis Levitt. And he is the president of United We Pledge, this place that is breaking ground for Liberty Village. 
And my wife leans over to me and she said, if this is the guy in charge, I want to invest in this. And I said, uh-huh, I was thinking the same thing. And when I mean, what I mean by invest in it is not to get money back, but just to give money to this project because I think its intent is so good, the people behind it, it's so well thought out. And Dennis is truly one of the best men I've ever met. Well, that's very kind, Glenn. It's, that's, we're honored to have you a part of anything that we're doing, and your, your impact has made such a difference for Liberty Village and for United We Play. Everything that we're doing, you bring such a higher level to it. So thank you. Thanks thank for you. having me. So, Dennis, tell people what Liberty Village is. So Liberty Village is a 40-acre master plan campus that's going to take some of the most iconic buildings of America's history build them to scale, replica scale, but not as museums, as learning centers, right? So think of the exhibit that you've just had here in St. George. All of those documents, all of that rich history, the iconic kinds of things that you've showed and, and ignited a passion in people, we want to build some of the buildings where those things transpired so that when visitors and guests come to the village, that they can have a palette that just opens their Imagine... Independence Hall and Mount Vernon, Monticello, the Green Dragon Tavern, the Elizabeth Powell Home. We have 20 homes planned in this this phased project so that students and families can come on campus, can be inspired by what they see, but more importantly, when the doors open, walk inside and then hear the kinds of stories and interact with historical figures in a way that they can just appreciate America's story. So when you say you're going to um, reproduce them but not as museums for instance independence hall when you go to philadelphia the part you're interested in is the room where it all happened that's right but there's rooms all over independence hall upstairs downstairs underneath all of it the only thing you really want to see is where nicholas cage finally found the glasses up by the liberty bell and uh the room and where it all happened. Will you have, like, for instance, in Liberty Hall, will will there be the representation of that room and then the rest is a learning center? That's right. So the shell will be to scale. But when you walk in, we have an 11 tiered educational methodology, which includes everything from tactile and interactive learning mm-hmm. to technology. Um, we also, of course, are going to have some lecturing. We anticipate having actors and actresses who stay in character so you could talk to jefferson or adams or washington while you're there and that they'll stay in 1700 style character so the buildings each one will be designed so that when you walk in the education that's planned for that building will be most enhanced by what's inside mm-hmm. um, and i know we're we've been talking about the technology inside i was just reading something and for the life of me, I've been trying to remember what it was because I want to go back and read it, and I can't remember where I saw it. But it was what the left is working on in education. And they've done studies to show that the VR experience is the, um, is the most powerful tool on Earth to connect people um, to principles and to ideas because it's full sensory and uh especially with children so when 
when they're talking about AI and saying, hey, there's going to be new class, new ways to imagine classrooms, the left is already developing the uh, the VR. We have to be developing it on our side as well. And that's part of the, the program here. Yeah, that's exactly right. We've got to keep up with the times. You talk about trajectory a lot. We have to keep the trajectory of patriotism and love of our nation and learning of our nation ahead of you know, what we're right. up against. Right. And uh, there's a way to do that in a smart way. I, I watched the fireworks show with my granddaughter last night. It was great. It was great. There's also something, though, about those traditional methods, the, the personal touch. I, we don't want to become so technology-rich that no. we— that we've you heard, have to hit all of them. You have to hit all of them. Like That's I right. like sometimes going and seeing, you know, reproductions and people, you know, dressed up and, you know, playing the role. And then there are other times that I get there and I'm like, okay, done with this guy um, and want to have the virtual reality. But I want a little, I want a choice yeah, and I want, everybody learns differently. Yeah. And you just want that personal touch. That Correct. was my point, right? You just see some of those old fashioned things that are so magical yeah. for children and for youth. Yeah. I was amazed at how many people just seeing some of the things in the museum this week completely broke down and at all in different rooms, different places the entire week. Oh, completely. Then, you know, there's almost 13,000 visitors more than that who came through the exhibit ranging from, there were kids in strollers, but yeah. literally ranging from ages six and seven up to 90 and, and above, right? And all of them took something away that yeah. really made a difference. It yeah. was really spectacular. And I went in disguise one day. They put a wig on me and glasses and a hat. And uh, I wish I could say that they had to put a pillow under my shirt, and I, <laughs> but they didn't. And uh, they put me in a wheelchair. So I looked like an old man going through the wheelchair. And I watched the kids you know that's what walt disney used to do is he would he would hide behind this so he could exactly the reactions and i i sat there and i watched not the docents i watched the people but mainly the kids and um we're not there yet a lot of the kids were engaged and especially teenagers were very engaged in it um but the little ones not yet and so we're we've there's, got to work on that yeah. and i know that's what you're doing at liberty village yeah there's some things to learn right the height of the displays yeah. and bringing them up front there's just little details you can pay attention to so like america you talked in an earlier segment you know we've we've done some bad things and we've done some good things we just have to keep refining who we are mm -hmm. improving who we are and whether it's this project that's going on that you're using the the American Journey Experience, or Liberty Village, or whatever it is, we don't we don't do anything other than look at it under a careful set of eyes to say how can we improve, how can we make it better, how can we really, and and that's all, the same thing with our own personal lives, right? When all said and done, I believe our greatest duty to the Constitution is to be constitutional law-abiding citizens mm -hmm. ourselves, to live by those principles, uh, and individual homes, individual families doing what we should to be great Americans. And as we can, then that can spread throughout I the nation. I think this could be um, national. I know the long-term goal or the long-term hope is that every state would have one of these kinds of centers uh, and it could focus on the history of your state as well as America. So you would have 
kids all over America have easy access to these things. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I would be proud to partner with you on, on anything you guys are doing. Cause it's, it's really a great idea and a Herculean effort at this time to spend the kind of money that I know the donors are spending. I mean, there's some people with lots of money stepping up and just saying, do it because they all believe if we don't do it now, we're going to lose our country. That's right. And we're being as genuinely careful with sacred oh, donor know. funds I, as we can be. But I know. there's people who really understand now is the time. Yeah. We have to do something now. Otherwise, we're going to lose a window of opportunity. And I agree with you. We take a first step forward, Liberty Village. We're on a hastened pace. We're going to have what we call a minimal viable product open, right? The first, as soon as we get the first few buildings open, yeah. we're going to start bringing youth on campus and yeah. then continue to expand from there. And I agree. Everyone will catch a vision, see how that can be duplicated in other states and in other places. We're, we're not trying to compete with anyone. We're trying to add another buffet item, right? Mm -hmm. If I could, if I could educate a hundred thousand kids or a million kids, I choose a million kids every single time. Mm -hmm. And we just have to find ways to do it. Well, um, thank you for inviting me. And Can I tell you one other here? thing in just a second. Yeah. We had a 14 year old docent who I talked to her father last night after fireworks shows were being cleaned up. He said to me, it's the best compliment I can give you, Glenn. He said, my daughter had such an admiration from Glenn Beck, having never met him, not knowing what to expect. And when you get these heroic people who have such a loud voice across America, he said, she just had these high expectations and hopes. And then he got tears in his eyes and he said, Glenn exceeded everything that she ever dreamed he would be. He was so kind to her through the exhibit. His team taught her how to kind of learn and lead about America. She's a tremendous little 14-year-old girl who was then teaching all of us at her little part of the exhibit. And he said, Glenn Beck made such a great impact because he, didn't, he wasn't diminished in her eyes. He was excelled mm -hmm. in her eyes. So thank you for being such thank an you. impact amongst the youth, amongst our community, and doing all that you did to bring this exhibit here. You're a superstar. So I asked the, because we had docents, which are the people who lead you through the museum. We had these docents, and they were, I think the oldest one was how old? Maybe 23, 23 22. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a lot of them were teenagers. 14 to 16, most yeah. of them. And, uh, and I asked them, you know, what can we do better? You know, how can we help, you know, if we were doing this again? And they said, uh, they said, well, you could get the scripts to us, you know, faster than the night before. And we said, yeah, got that one. Um, and then um, the best compliment I heard was, I said, what's the best thing that you got out of this? And uh, somebody said, uh, we learned history and then we learned it even more because you allowed us to teach it. And it's, it's, it's teachers usually gain more than the students, I think. In every way, a yeah. 100%. And there's just no way to say, we want to do something for the rising generation, but we're not going to have their fingerprints on anything. Right. What, what, what craziness right. would that be? We've got, to include, we've got to include them on our advisory boards and our educational committees and everything everything that, everything that has to be through their set of eyes thank you thank you okay so if you would like to get involved in this uh, project go to unitedwepledge.org unitedwepledge.org do your own homework 
uh, find out what it's all about. I think it is a tremendous, tremendous project. Uh, it is why I've spent the last 10 days here um, the, to help them raise money to get this done. And uh, I so believe in it. And I hope you'll invite us back next year. I've got something else to share next year. Really going to sign that deal right now. If you're willing <laughs> to sign that deal, thank you. All right, thank you. Uh, again, it's unitedwepledge.org. Now, if you are going to liberate your newly formed country from the tyrannical British monarch, my gosh, can you imagine? Can you imagine if we were still English and we had King Charles? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. And you know what? When I was over there, I asked everybody and they're just they're still like we used to be. They were like, you know, you know I have my differences, but hey, you know, he's our king now and we're behind him and I'm sure it's going to work out. And I'm like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm sure it will, too. Anyway, um, you uh, you one of the things you would do to protect yourself is have a Second Amendment and make sure that you had your gun as a right uh, as an American. But. Oh, regulated militia is part of our responsibility, so ammunition incredibly expensive right now how do you go and get to a gun range this is why mantis x exists not only to save you money and ammunition but to make you much much better and i think it's 80 percent of the people 90 percent of the people get better in 20 minutes and you can measure it it is really completely different than anything you've ever seen it gives you instant feedback on right and wrong it is like and i know because i've had marines stand with me and give me lessons it's like having a marine standing right next to you saying no wait you're doing it wrong right here that's what you get with mantis x start improving today get yours at mantisx.com that's mantisx.com 10 seconds station id So um, I wanted to make sure that Dennis was not part of this conversation. I'd just like to give some advice to small towns like St. George. St. George is, um, unfortunately, could become the next Jackson Hole. Um, it is uh, a great, great Red Rock city. It's just so beautiful. And the people here, it's the reddest county in the reddest state. I mean, it is the reddest county in America. Um, it's also the fastest growing county or city in America as well. It is doubled in size in the last two years or three years. It's been crazy. Um, and that's when you start to lose things traditionally. And if I may give some advice if you don't plant your roots in your town, if you think that you are a town that is really, really good, plant the roots deeply in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, in our founders, and in the Ten Commandments. You have the right to put the Ten Commandments in every school now. They just did it in, in Texas. Every school, right by the chalkboard, it has the Ten Commandments. Um, you should erect Ten Commandments in your community. Put the Bill of Rights in your parks. It will send a message 
to not only newcomers and visitors, but also to your own community as a reminder. We are a Judeo-Christian-centered culture. We welcome everyone. But this is what built us. These, you know, top 10, uh, you know, uh, safety tips from Mo. Call it what you want, but they, that's what built our society and our Bill of Rights. Plant your flag, and not just the flag, the principles deeply in your country and be welcoming but the people who are really radical that hate all of that stuff they're not going to move to your town because they're just going to feel uncomfortable um and just like i don't live in new york i love new york i love new yorkers but it's really not my place to be there because i can't raise my kids in that they they'll feel the same way nothing wrong with that we love everyone but if you're in one of those communities, plant your root deep. Sponsor, this half hour is Goldline. Uh, let me tell you, Goldline is an, an amazing um, company. I've done business with them for over 20 years now. They were actually, uh, I was a client of theirs before they were a client of mine. I was buying gold from them long before uh, they were on the air with me. Uh, because I did my own homework and I looked for the place that had the longest reputation of being good. And they've been in business. I mean, these places come and go all the time. They've been in business 50 some plus years. It's uh, <clears throat> it's a remarkable group and they will help you on your purchasing of gold or silver. It is very important because our dollar is eventually going to change and it's happened before. Now everybody is saying it's going to change. You need to prepare yourself and protect yourself with gold or silver from goldline.com. Call 866-GOLDLINE. Check out their special on silver this week. It's, it's fantastic, and silver is going to become very important, I think, as things move forward. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn to subscribe to Blaze TV today. Use the promo code Glenn. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. So here's something a talk show host doesn't say every day. In fact, here's something a talk show host has never said uh, before. Um, at the White House uh, on Sunday, uh, Secret Service agents discovered a white powder uh, and evacuated the White House until they found out that white powder was simply cocaine. Uh, yeah, it's a uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, so it it wasn't there to blow up, but it was blow. Uh, and so we got that going for us. Now, uh, I'm not going to tie this to Hunter Biden. I think it is unfair. There are a lot of creeps in the White House that might be doing cocaine. They say that it was most likely dropped. And I think most likely might be a stretch. Um, let's actually look at all of the facts before we decide on who it was. Could have been somebody that was visiting could have been a family member, could have been a million things, could have been the aliens that they 
have hinted at and told us, but haven't told us are visiting the White House with cocaine. Don't know. But uh, earlier they said that uh, Hunter Biden was at the White House until Friday. They found it on Sunday and they say the White House is thoroughly searched every day. And so they didn't see the white powder and they said they think it's most likely that it was dropped by a tourist. And I know in my drug years, uh, I was so sloppy with my really expensive cocaine baggie. What do I really drop? Okay, maybe maybe somebody dropped it. They also said it's a possibility somebody planted it. Okay, uh, that would be weird. Um, you know, maybe we could dust it for prints. Because maybe there's fingerprints on it. Mm. I, I don't know. Uh, especially if somebody just dropped it and weren't trying to plant it. Let's see if it had any prints on it. Um, but now, three minutes ago, now five minutes ago, I guess, ABC News just said that they cannot confirm it was in a public place at the White House. They said their investigation is going on, and we can't confirm nor deny that it was in the library with a candlestick. Well, if you remember, Glenn, uh, when the kids were touring Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, they did go to see fizzy lifting drinks in an area they were not actually allowed inside of. So I think the most likely outcome here is a tourist was on a tour and just went to another part of the White House. They weren't allowed to check out to see if they had fizzy lifting drinks. And this was the fizzy lifting drink they found. And who who can't hear Joe Biden right now saying, and you stole fizzy <laughs> lifting drinks. You stole, so you lose. Yes. <laughs> I could definitely see that. Who can't hear that? I, I have many questions here, Glenn. <laughs> um, many, many questions. Um, now, you had mentioned you? you thought it might be a family member. And I, what, I mean, some. No, no. I said speculation right. has been. I'm not suggesting I, right. that. Well, I don't know. Let's you don't wait know. for In the fact, facts. You kept it. You were very careful there. You were so careful that you eliminated no one because every person is a family member of some family. So you've eliminated no one there. Did you did you jump to the Hunter Biden conclusion immediately? Uh, because I sort of did. I, you know, I look there. could I've watched this White House closely. Lots of people there are definitely on cocaine. But I did think just from the sloppiness of the operation, Hunter had to be involved in some way. This would be the perfect statement for him I'm, to make I'm right surprised. after being getting a deal for all of his crimes. They are still looking into it, and they won't divulge all of the details because of their investigation, which will take probably 12 years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if we found out 12 years from now that they knew the cocaine came from somebody yeah. because the cocaine was found on the belly of a hooker <laughs> uh, in one of the, you know, you know, in the library right. or the kitchen or right. They're any not gonna other tell public us. place. Let's be honest about it. No. They're going to come up with an excuse immediately. These people lie all the time. If Hunter was doing it, uh, off of the counter, they all got, they caught him and they kicked him out because they couldn't believe what he was doing. They would come up with this exact excuse. There's no reason to believe anything this White House says about this topic at all. Mm-hmm. It very well could have been hunters. They very well already might know it. But also, Glenn, isn't the White House like 
the most secure mm-hmm. environment yes. in America. Yes. We all yes. there has to be a camera pointed at the place where no. this this cocaine was found. No. Rewind the footage no. and look about who look at Cameras? who put it there. No. In public places in the White House, you think they put cameras? <laughs> Come on, Stu. <laughs> They're not invading people's privacy by putting a camera no. in the places of the White House where the tours go through all the time. Why would you have a camera there? Now, could there be an open laptop of hunters and he happened to be recording at the time? Sure, maybe, maybe. But a camera put in by our government to watch places where Americans tour? No way. Especially no after way. you've made the last three years about the ongoing Jeez. insurrection against our public buildings in right. Washington, D.C. We saw how many cameras they had inside the Capitol building. Pretty much every single yeah. inch of that place has cameras. You're telling me the White House Still, doesn't have similar surveillance? Of course they do especially in the public places. They may not have it in the upstairs, you know. In the White but House. But I bet you they have it in the stairwells, mm. you know. They might even have it in, like, the living room of the upstairs of the private residence, you know, just to make sure if the president drops dead, something happens. I, I don't know. But in the lower level of the White House, absolutely cameras everywhere, everywhere. So what, of course, I think we're getting from this is it was found in a private area, right? Because the public area, there's no be no excuse. And the fact that they're leaking out the, I don't know, it may not have been uh, uh, in the public area. After all, we're all as surprised as you. All of this sort of nonsense that they're leaking out, to me, indicates they know it was in the private area. And they know it was something bigger than some tourist dropping it there. They know it was somebody, you know, could, I mean, like we've seen problems with the Secret Service recently. Who knows? You know, God only knows what this could have been. It could have been it, theirs. It could, have been, could have been theirs. It could have been, uh, it could have been, it could, could have, have been, been Joe Could himself. have been the head of the Secret Service. Maybe this is why yeah. Joe occasionally seems focused you know, I mean, I don't know. Maybe occasionally right. when Joe does like I one out of every 15 speeches, he actually no, has I, energy. Maybe no, I, he is the one doing the cocaine yeah. in the White House. <laughs> that might be the answer I, here. No, I don't think it is. But I mean, I, I'm i not not saying <laughs> it isn't. You're not willing to rule you it know out. What I mean, come on. You can't not possibly rule, rule it out. out. Have you seen how this guy is governed? Have you Can seen you, how, you know, most of the time he's completely asleep and then every once in a while, like in a debate uh, or something, he has energy for 20 especially, minutes. Right. Especially at night when he's like, you know, nine o'clock Eastern giving the uh, State of the Union address. Come on. Everybody knows he's asleep by three thirty in the afternoon. He's having dinner at noon. He's having breakfast at like eleven thirty when he rolls out of bed, dinner at noon, and he's in bed by one. Mm. You know. So I think what we're saying I, here we're is full we, day Yeah, we can confirm now that Joe Biden is the one who did it. So there you go. Uh, analysis here from the Glenn Beck program. That's the name of the show, the Glenn Thank Beck you. program. No and uh, the <laughs> The views of Stu Brigier, which may end up in a court of law and him in prison, are not necessarily, and in this case, absolutely not the views of this host. It's, not a, it's not a joke. Uh, it's not a joke. No joke. Would say. no joke. No joke.
you can I mean, just think of the, I mean, this is really the difference. And I'm not talking about all conservatives. I'm talking about people who revere our, con- our country. And there's a lot of conservatives in Washington who are just, they're all talk and all show. And uh, they, they don't feel necessarily any different than any progressive feels. But I know a ton of people that are regular citizens that would find that so abhorrent that, I mean, you go to the White House and it's, it's the room, it's, it's the building where all of the presidents, except I think since Thomas Jefferson, right? All of them, no. Who was the first one? It wasn't Washington, but it's been from the beginning. And it is some place that is just revered and special and sacred. And there's so many people now that are just, I, I remember that's, that was my biggest problem with Bill Clinton and his shenanigans that were going on. It's like, dude, really? I mean, find a, find a Motel 16. It doesn't have to be a Motel 8 or a Motel 6. You can upgrade. Go to a Motel 16 and do that. Not in the White House. It's just shameful. Just shameful. We're getting to the point, though, in our country so there was where a, I would say the Motel 6 is definitely of higher quality than our White House. <laughs> we heard the, we're there. I hope people recognize that. Yeah, we are there. Um, one other thing. Um, the um, A lower court, a judge came out on the uh, Louisiana case where we've had the Louisiana um, attorney general on. He's fantastic. He came on and he said, we have done our investigation uh, with Missouri and we have filed a court case against the White House for what they've done with social media. And they used the White House uh, talking about, I think it was, was it Jen Psaki that was originally talking about, yeah, I mean, we, we talk to social media and tell them, you know, what they can and cannot say with COVID. And the judge excoriated them. Yeah, just really ripped him apart. Uh, if the allegations made by the plaintiffs are true, the present case arguably involves the most massive attack against free speech in United States history. In their attempts, wow. I mean, that's a, quite a statement. In their attempts to suppress alleged disinformation, the federal government, and particularly the f- defendants named here, are alleged to have blatantly ignored the First Amendment's right to speech. The plaintiffs uh, likely to su- are likely to succeed on the merits in establishing the government has used its power to silence the opposition. Opposition to COVID-19 vaccines. Opposition to COVID-19 masking and lockdowns. Opposition to the lag- lab leak theory of COVID-19. Opposition to the validity of the 2020 election. Opposition to President ba- Biden's policies. Statements that the Hunter Biden laptop story was true. And opposition to the policies of the government officials in power. All were suppressed. It's quite telling that each example or category of suppressed speech was conservative in nature. This targeted suppression of conservative ideas is a perfect example of viewpoint discrimination of political speech during the COVID-19 pandemic, a period perhaps best characterized by widespread doubt and uncertainty. The United States government seems to have assumed a role similar to an Orwellian ministry of truth. It goes on and on and on and on. 
Um, and it talks specifically about people like, you know, Corinne Jean-Pierre um, and other members of the White House. Uh, this goes to, uh, there's several states plus people like Jay Bhattacharya that are involved in this uh, website mm-hmm. or this uh, lawsuit. It is a, I mean, it's a blistering ruling. Blistering. And I feel bad for, um, you know, uh, what's her face? Always in a new dress that's at the White House. Now, I can never remember her name. KJP, yeah. Corinne she Jean-Pierre. does such a poor job. Oh, gosh, she's so bad. Um, and I feel bad that she's involved in this because she, I could guarantee you, only read what was given to her. There was no opinion there. No. She's just, you might as well. That's like involving the teleprompter. And that teleprompter was involved in this. All right, back in just a second. Let me tell you about uh, the best, the best slippers uh, around. They're they're coming from my pillow. Believe it or not, my pillow huge, huge success. But my slippers actually are the biggest seller now at my pillow, uh, and it's for a reason. They are really, really great. Stu, you were wearing them uh, one day coming in. I wear them probably at least two times a week coming in they are great are they not super comfortable and they have the feel of them inside is like it's nothing i've ever felt in a slipper it's like so soft and comfortable they're really great yeah okay so my slippers you can get now up to 10 of them and they put a limit on these the slippers to 10 because they're only 25 bucks now and uh you may become a slipper hoarder i'm just saying Uh, you're like a prepper when these slippers are no longer available, I'm going to have hundreds of them. It's MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials. Enter the promo code back. MyPillow.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here tonight on the uh, Wednesday night special. We have something uh, really very unique. It is a uh, speech that I gave for the, what was it? 400th anniversary of Jamestown um, and a, a call to make a covenant. And that's something we are going to be doing here shortly. Um, when I get back uh, to Texas, we're going to start putting it together and something we'll invite you to participate in. It, it's really special. I went, I flew out to uh, to Jamestown, and uh, and gave a speech. Please excuse the fact I was traveling with my security, who don't care what I look like at all. So I step on stage, and my hair is almost straight up. And the camera, they were just filming there, and I'm like, you know, that was a good speech. Why don't we use that as a TV show? Because everybody should see that. Uh, and then as they were putting it together, I saw it and I'm like, good heavens, man. I mean, so just imagine the, you know, uh, stay puff marshmallow man with hair standing straight up. That's what it looks like. But the message is great tonight on the Wednesday night special. Thank you, St. George, for being so, uh, hospitable to us, taking care of us. And thank you, team Chanel for just going way above and beyond duty. God bless. We'll see you tomorrow from Idaho. The Glenn Beck Program.